what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. When you read your Bible and you read it through the lens of the cross of Christ, what Jesus there did on our behalf, you will come away with a greater illumination, a greater understanding of the Word of God. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the gospel according to St. Luke. Luke chapter 11, Luke chapter 11, and move down if you will to verse 34. The light of the body is the eye, therefore when thine eye is single, thy whole body also is full of light. But when thine eye is evil, thy body also is full of darkness. Take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. If thy whole body, therefore, be full of light, having no part dark, the whole shall be full of light, as when the bright shining of a candle doth give thee light. And I want to continue with the subject, let there be light. In Matthew chapter 17, we read that at a given point in time in Jesus' ministry, that the Lord took Peter, James, and John up into a mountain apart from the other disciples. When the Lord began His ministry, He had thousands of people following Him. As the Lord drew nearer to the cross three and a half years later, there were but a handful of people that were following Him. At a given point in time, the Lord had 70 disciples Within the 70, he had the 12 original disciples of which we know their names. And out of the 12, the Lord called out Peter, James, and John. And the question has to be asked, why did the Lord choose these three men above all the others? Have you ever thought about that question? Have you ever thought about why the Lord picked out these three individuals above everyone else? Was the Lord showing favoritism? 
No, because the Bible says that God is no respecter of persons. He loves everybody the same. He loves you today sitting out in this parking lot. He loves you sitting here in this sanctuary. And I don't know who you are listening by radio this morning, wherever you may be. I want to tell you something. The Lord loves you today. He loves you enough to die on an old rugged cross for you. He died for your sins that we might be saved. But if God is no respecter of persons, why did he pull out these three individuals? I'm going to tell you why. The Bible says that God will give us the desires of our hearts. And I believe that Peter, James, and John wanted a little bit more of God than the rest of the disciples, the 70, the 12. They wanted a little bit closer walk with the Lord. Now, that don't mean that they were a little bit more saved than the rest. It does not mean that at all. But they, they wanted a little bit closer relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I wonder, the thousands of people that are under the sound of my voice today, how many truly want that close relationship with God, and how many will have that closer relationship with God? The Lord chose these three men, went up on the mountaintop, and the Bible says that Jesus was transfigured before them. The light that was on the inside of Jesus Christ, what Jesus Christ truly was, who he truly was, began to shine through his physical body and his face did shine like the sun, and his garment became a gleaming white. The Apostle Paul told us in 1 Corinthians 15, in verse 45, that Jesus Christ was the last Adam. As we touched on this a little bit a few weeks ago, God is light, and in Him there is no darkness. And He created man in His own image and likeness. It is believed that when God created Adam and Eve, He created them in an array of light. And what we see here in Matthew chapter 17, the transfiguration of Jesus Christ, we're seeing what Adam was in the original creation of God before the fall. That light that was in Jesus Christ, His garments gleaming white. That's what Adam and Eve were in the garden before the fall. But of course we know the story how they partook of that forbidden fruit. And... The fall took place and they realized at that point in time they were naked. The lights went out. But Jesus Christ, when he came on the scene, he said, I am the light of the world. 
And Peter, James, and John, they, they saw something. They experienced something that the other disciples missed out on. And I wonder today how many out there, you're, you're saved, but you're missing out on God's best. Are you, are you listening to me? Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? You're, you're, you're missing out on God's best. God, God wants to reveal to you something in His Word, but you've got to have that desire. You've got to have that want to. The problem is today we got too many people desiring other things rather than the things of God. But if you will set your heart to the Lord today, he will give you the desire of your heart. And I'm not talking about a new house, a new car, a big bank account, those type. That's covetousness. But if you have a desire in your heart to draw closer to God, to the things of God, he that hungers and thirsts after righteousness, the Bible says they shall be Field. How many of you today, you want a little bit closer walk with Jesus Christ? Let me tell you something. In these last days, that's what it's going to take, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to take that close relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that as Jesus stood there in his garments, quite as the light, there appeared unto them Moses and Elijah talking with him. And in the gospel according to St. Luke chapter 9 and verse 31, we get some insight as to what that conversation was about. The conversation was about his decease, his departure, his death upon Calvary's cross. Ladies and gentlemen, do you realize this morning that if Jesus Christ had not gone to the cross, He would still be here today in the flesh. And He would look like He was 33 and a half years of age. The prime of life. Because He had no sin nature. And he was the Son of God. Jesus Christ went to Calvary to die for the sins of mankind. Not for his sins because he had committed no sin. He was sinless. And this was the topic of conversation. And Simon Peter made a statement. Julie, I don't know if you can pull it up on the screen or not. It's in Matthew 17, verse 4. Peter answered and said, Lord, it's good for us to be here. I'll just stop right there for a minute. Now, Peter was bad for opening his mouth before engaging his brain. How many of you know people that are like that? I've been accused of that from time to time. <laughs> we all make mistakes. But make no mistake about this. 
When Peter said, Lord, it's good for us to be here, there's never been another true statement made. There's no greater place for you to be today than in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Did y'all hear what I said out here in this parking lot today? There's no greater place for you to be than in the presence of Almighty God. What they felt, what they experienced that day, I don't know. But I can tell you today what Jesus said. He said, wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst. Glory to God. Glory to God. He's here in this service today. And I know there's some sitting out in the parking lot. He's out there in that parking lot where you are today. Wherever you are in North Carolina, Pennsylvania, anywhere around the world, you may be getting this podcast today. The Lord is there. He wants to touch you. Oh, if you just let Him touch you today. Do you have a need today? Do you have a physical need? Do you need healing today? Do you need a touch of God today? Do you need salvation today? Do you need some financial help today? Whatever your need is today, Jesus Christ can meet that need. Glory to God. I feel that this morning. There's no better place to be than in the presence of God. And then Peter said, Lord, let us make three tabernacles. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Like I said, Peter was bad for opening his mouth and not engaging his brain, not thinking through what he was going to say. And you look at that and you say, well, well what's wrong with that, Brother James? Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you what's wrong with that. Although Moses and... Elijah had done great things for God in the past. They are not to be accounted equal with God. Are you listening to me? And that's what Simon Peter was doing. He was putting these two individuals, Moses and Elijah, on the same plane as Jesus Christ. And as soon as Simon Peter uttered those words, here comes a cloud, a white cloud, very bright, overshadowed them on that mountain. And a voice come out of the cloud and said, This is my beloved Son, hear ye Him. The Bible says the disciples were sore afraid. And the Lord reached over and touched them as they knelt down on the ground. They, they were scared for their lives. And the Lord reached down and touched them and lifted them up. And glory to God, let me tell you something today, folks. I don't know who you are or where you are, but if you're down today, if sin has got you down, if the devil's done and kicked you in the teeth, if you're down flat of your back today, the Lord Jesus Christ is still in the uplifting business. If you'll let him touch you today, if you'll just let him touch you today, 
He lifted them up, and when they looked, they saw no man but Jesus only. Jesus said in Luke 11, verse 34, He said, The light of the body is the eye. The eye has to do with one's focus. Our focus must be singled upon one object. And that is Jesus Christ. And when I say that, you cannot separate Jesus Christ from His finished work at Calvary. So it must be Jesus Christ who He is, and what He did for us at Calvary's cross. That must be our object of focus. Because that and that alone, ladies and gentlemen, is the answer to the ills of mankind. He said, the light of the body is the eye. It has to do with your focus. When your eye is single... Thy whole body is full of light. What did he mean by that statement? Everything in your Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, everything in your Bible before the cross strained toward the cross. And everything after the cross, even in the book of Revelation, it talks about things that will happen in the not-too-distant future. It all strains back to the cross, the finished work of Christ. And when you read your Bible, and you read it through the lens of the cross of Christ, what Jesus there did on our behalf, you will come away with a greater illumination, a greater understanding of the Word of God. Everything in the Word of God, in some way, points to what Jesus did for us. Then Jesus made this statement in verse 34 of Luke 11. He said, an evil eye, an evil eye is an eye that is not focused upon the cross. It says that what Jesus did at Calvary was not enough. You've got to have this over here. And it doesn't matter what this over here is. It can be a 12-step program. It can be being baptized it can be you got to take the lord's supper every day the list goes on and on such a statement says that what jesus did at calvary is not enough and i submit to you today that a single eye focused on the cross is enough it is enough to save your soul. It is enough to set you free from those drugs. It is enough to set you free from alcohol, pornography, jealousy, envy, malice, anger. The list goes on and on. It makes no difference what your problem is today if you will focus upon Jesus Christ, who He is and what He did at Calvary, and that alone, your whole body will be full of light. Jesus said... 
Luke 11, verse 35. He said, take heed. Take heed that the light which is in thee be not darkness. What did he mean by that statement? I can go in many different directions with this, but I'm going to go in this direction because the church is in a racially charged atmosphere today. And the church is being tested. You, me, the whole of Christianity is being tested today. And a test goes to show you something. It shows you where your strengths are at, but it also shows you where your weakness is at. And Jesus said, you need to take heed that the light which is in thee be not darkness. If you were in a store and the person behind the register was a black man, a black woman, and the person in front of you and behind you were black and you were the only white person in that store, And you stepped up to the register to pay for your items in question. And the person behind the register said, you're going to have to go to the back of the line because you're white. What would you do? Reverse the roles. Let's say that the person behind the register was white and everybody else was white, but you're the only black individual there and you step up to the register to pay for your items and they tell you because you're black you've got to go stand at the back of the line what would you do what would you say what are your thoughts i tell you right now brother james i'd be called w-r-a-l i'd have them all over that like flies on a hot one I'd be done called the owner of that store and asking what in the world's going on with you and your business. Run such a business in such a fashion. I'd call such a scene. But is that the Christ-like thing to do? Let me give you another situation. Take heed that the light which is in thee be not darkness. There were some people up in Raleigh protesting this week. It's become commonplace now. They're protesting about everything. We even got protesters protesting the protesters. They were all out in the street, had the traffic blocked, and the police were out there trying to clear the road and all these people. And I don't even know what they were protesting about. I don't don't think it had to do with anything racial, but they were just protesting, blocking traffic, and and somebody took a picture of it and put it on Facebook and said, if you'll start running some of these folks over, they'll get out of the road. And some of you are nodding your head. You know, and, and when I first read that, I said, you know what? Let that happen a couple times. They'll learn to keep their... But that's not a godly thought to have. The church is being tested today. You, me. 
we're being tested today on issues of the world out here. And the issues of the world out here, they're only symptoms of the real problem. And if you're not careful, you're going to get sucked in and get emotionally charged and called up into a worldly situation which is really just symptoms. And when you get emotionally involved in something, it's very easy for you to blow your testimony. Don't get so caught up in these situations of the world because, like I said, racism is a symptom. The protesting is a symptom. There's only one answer. Because it's all the problem of sin and Jesus Christ, who He is and what He did at Calvary, is the answer to all of it. We're living in an age... Well, we're going to have to start going out of our way a little bit and start showing the love of God toward others. That is the light, the light of the gospel. And I've run out of time. There's a whole lot more here that I can say. But I think I've made some folk mad enough. Tune in next week and we'll finish it out. The program today has been a blessing to you, and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message. Just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And now we're having worship service inside the church every Sunday morning at 930. As well, we're also having Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are being broadcast to the parking lot for those who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.